I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Who is with me this evening? Hello, my name's Jay Cross. How's it going? Yeah, it's good. It's going good. It's even better when you sit near the microphone. I'm sat relatively near the microphone. You're not. It's miles away. Who else is with me? Hello, my name is Matt. And I'm Joe. Um, How is everyone? Yeah, we're great. Good. Thank you. Good week since we last convened. Yes, it has been chipper. It's... Lovely. What's everyone? Uh, what has everyone been up to? Jay Cross. Um, I went to a wedding and I had to stop the groom from walking off halfway through the ceremony. The re- no, the reception because uh, <laughs> he got really, really boozy. And when he gets really boozy, he walks off, and he genuinely couldn't understand why was I was getting annoyed at him for walking off during his wedding. He was like, no, I'm, I'm just tired. I'm going home. It's like, no. Doesn't work like that. This is your wedding. You're like, you, you can't do this. Um, so I had to stop. I, I was very sensible and I, you know. You it's, just, it's a very boring story. You helped him into the marital bed. I did not do that, no. made sure he no, didn't no. leave. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's just say that um, I saw them the next day and I'm relatively certain that uh, if, you know, con is it consummated? Consummated. If uh, I don't think the, I think they probably could have annulled if they needed to. I don't Sweet. think there was the any deal consummation. could have been off at any point. <laughs> any guitar-related stories from this week? Just oh, saying. Um, what have you been playing? Um, oh, go on then, I Matt. Gonna say, I was going to say just a random bit of news, music news, is that I found out that Michael Sierra's band is playing the local venue to my new work. Yeah, he's playing the. Uh, he's playing down the road from our work as well. Who is that? Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah, know you know, is. Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Oh, right. Do you think he plays a Rickenbacker bass? He better. Do you think do. after that? I don't. Does he play? Does he play bass? In real I, life? Don't, I don't think he's. I don't think there's actually. I don't think he's doing music. I don't think he's playing guitar. Yeah, he is. It's his band. I think. Is it actually? I, I, thought, so. it was, I thought it was all electro. No, I think it's like a band. Like he's, I heard some of his music before, and it was like indie rock oh, really? and stuff. So I assume I saw a really good like thing on the internet about him well, a theory about Michael Sarah, which is like you know how he's like really socially awkward and like that's kind of the only thing about why he's an actor it's like maybe he like isn't an actor someone once said oh you're an actor and he was too socially awkward to say no I'm not and so now he's just, like <laughs> just really, got really thrown tr- into yeah. it <laughs> by accident um, so anyway guitar stuff Jay Cross what have you been doing this week um I don't know. It's been so. I've been so busy at work. I've. I mean, I've definitely not plugged in a guitar at home. Um, yeah, Joe, what have you been up to? Jesus <laughs> Christ! God. Yeah, uh, yeah I know uh, it's, well, it's Monday, but that it is, is Monday. So I'm very sorry. Yeah, it was very bad. I'm sorry. I, um, I uh, I'm going into the recording studio in a few weeks, so I need some new stuff. So I have bought two things. Um, the first of which was a set of uh, Demazio uh, Type J uh, jazz bass pickups. Cross. Um, yeah, Type, type J cross. cross. Um, yeah, which I'm going to fit in one of my jazz basses, which has currently got EMGs in it. So I'm going to pop those out and put some Demazios in, and that's going to be wicked. Um, and I am 
I've, I've, I've also um, ordered a um, one of the Squire Vintage Modified fretless precision basses because I need to do a load of stuff on a fretless on this particular record that I'm recording. Why do you need to do that? Uh, because there's like some traditional Spanish style stuff going on the record and uh, I think it would sound better Is that, on... Are they known for playing the fretless electric well, bass on yeah. traditional yeah. Spanish I mean, music? Yeah, 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 fair enough. I, 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 I should get a guitar on, which is the mariachi You should uh, get a guitar bass. on. I, think I mean, really why cool. not? Um, but uh, I just for what I want to do, I just I just want that sort of fretless sound. So it's one of the cheapest fretlesses you can get, yep. and I really like it. I was torn between the jazz bass because they also do a jazz bass in the Squire Vintage Modified series, which is done to look like the Jacob Astoria. So it's a sunburst jazz bass with no scratch plate, um, which is also great. And I do really think that for fretless bass, you need a pickup right on the bridge. Uh, just to pick up all that sort of honky mid-range to really get that Jacko uh, ear-splitting mid well you just need all those harmonics that only come from being closer to the bridge yes. but I, 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 I don't really like the look of it because it's a Jacko style one I yes. actually like the look of Jacko's one but because it's you know, it's it's obviously a cheaper version yes. of that. I think it looks like a cheaper version of that, whereas the the P bass kind of holds its own because it's just a traditional sort of sixties style P bass sunburst torque guard. Um, I really like the necks actually they put on those vintage modifieds. Um, Ebonol, they are Ebonol, which mm. is plastic. <laughs> well, it's it's not quite. It's reconstituted ebony. Okay, so um, well, they just push all the shavings together. Essentially, yeah, with some glue. But I think it makes for a really a, a, a really good sort of net for a fretless bass because it's so hard and glossy. Um, they're, <laughs> they're really um, they're really durable. Whereas, yeah. like, if it was just a cheap rosewood board, then the strings would just eat through it. Exactly, and you get like just an ordinary rosewood board on the um, on the Fender standard series of fretless. Yes. which I always thought was a bit weird because on a fretless, I really want you want ebony or you want maple. Is it rosewood or is it Palferro? Uh, well, Palferra is rosewood. Well, so. Isn't it like harder though? Isn't there some sort of? Isn't there must be a reason they use that rather than just rosewood? Um, I just thought Palferra was where it was from. I mean, maybe someone can correct me on that. I thought Palferra was just the specific name for Brazilian rosewood as opposed to. Well, any won't, other it won't be Brazilian rosewood, surely. No, it's it won't be Brazilian rosewood. Brazilian oh, okay. rosewood is it's the like protected. super expensive, no. yeah. protected. You're not going to get that on a standard jazz. No, no, no you're right. But it's Palferra. You're, you're saying it's Palferra on a standard Yeah, jazz, and right? I thought that they used that for... That it was, like, harder or something. I mean, oh, okay. I don't know. I've, it's, it's been a long time since I played a fretless jazz bass. Um, <laughs> neither of those things... Neither of those circles intersect into any of the things that I'm into. What, so playing bass? Yeah, playing bass, yeah, you yeah. know, with a pick <laughs> and that and not using a fretless jazz. Um, Matt Knight, what have you been up to? Um, I spent... I actually spent today deciding not to plug in any pedals what? I was like you know what I'm just going to plug my guitar into my amp and then I realised maybe I should do this a lot more often <laughs> what, um, because what? then I actually sit down and play guitar what guitar what amp uh, so I was playing my uh, 80s Japanese uh, Paisley Strat into my Morgan PR12 which is basically like a Princeton um, and because I usually play guitar on a Monday and no one lives uh, or no one's in any of the houses surrounding me I can kind of turn things up so I spent quite a lot of the day doing that and then discovered there's a new pickup coming out and this guy's I think he's I don't know where he's from I think he's somewhere in the UK but he's invented something called the Submarine which okay. is basically a little sticky pickup that goes underneath the E and the A string with its own separate output jack, so you can run stuff into uh, like an octave pedal, um, which I thought was quite cool. So you can split separate strings into, you know, different effects. Um, and he was using it on an acoustic, and it sounded really, really good for like, you know, if you're sort of doing bass melody uh, and chords on an acoustic, like one person style, really fills out the sound. So. Um, I think they're doing like a Kickstarter campaign for it to get it into production, but I think they're going to be like a hundred quid, which I thought was fairly reasonable. Now, um, now you mention it, I think I've seen that. It looks like a little toy submarine, doesn't it? That sits like yeah. underneath the, just the two strings. Do you think that's why they yeah. named it? I think it probably is why they named it the submarine. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, is it what just standard jack output from that? Can you like fit it? Yeah. How does it work with an electric? Like, where do you fit the pickup? 
it fits underneath the strings. I think they've, they've speci specifically designed it so it's no thicker than like a one pound coin. So it will slide underneath the strings and but then it just so, sticks on. Like. So do you have to have all the cables sort of trailing off of it from there? Well, you, it's... Um, I think the standard output jack, I think it's quarter inch or it comes fitted with a cable and then you can just run it and you could just tape it down to the guitar body. The guy had it on like an acoustic and then just ran it underneath the rest of the strings. I guess um, I guess you could like drill a hole in the scratch plate maybe and run the cable through that and then have like two outputs on the guitar. Yeah, you could do. Um, I think the idea is is that it, because it sticks on with this something called they call gecko tape, which is basically like uh, removable sticky back um, tape you can just like take it off and put it on different guitars um but it, it, it seemed like it worked really really well for acoustic i haven't seen any demo of it in electric but it worked really really well for acoustic um and then yeah it's just like a standard jack output and then obviously the only thing is you've got to run it you've obviously got to have like a second amp so probably more pra maybe more practical for recording or live if you're going into a desk yeah i mean it would be a nightmare if you didn't own two amps right yeah i'm just sh i'm sure you got it covered yeah, um, unless you've got like a Vox AC30, and then you could go into two inputs. That's that true. Pretty good. Who who's got an AC30? I've got an AC30, but I've also got two amps. Wow. What so, would you do? In that um, case? I'd probably go into the normal input into the Fender and the bass input into the. Hasn't the Space Echo that you own also got two inputs? So you uh, could. Yeah. I don't really know how that works. I was looking at it, and I, I'm not sure that it, it, it... There is two inputs there, but one of them says... Matt, you might, in fact, you might be able to help me with this. One of them says effects. Is it... Do you put that bit into the... Would you, like, go out of the send from your effects loop in your amp so that there doesn't... Well, but there's no, but there's, no, there's no preamp in the... There's no preamp in the... Um, in the space echo so there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to just go through the yeah, front end no there is because it's the same with mine because you've got that little vu meter haven't you that's basically the preamp oh, I so suppose, you, could in, yeah. you could in theory go into the space echo and then into the return of an effects loop and then use that as the preamp because that's why a lot of people just run oh, it through yeah okay. vocals through. yeah um, okay, but it might that be that, that input's slightly lower impedance so if you're using it with an effects loop it doesn't just it doesn't drive the yeah um, i guess that, yeah yeah i was trying to figure that out a while back but yeah that does i guess you could go both in i'm sure there's hundreds of ways you can wire a space echo to work yeah i mean as long as it's wired it doesn't really so matter it how, just makes it, as long as it's on it doesn't really matter what's you know how well, you've yeah, got it set it just up just makes it sound better yeah yeah, yeah. So make sure it's plugged in all of the time yeah what we didn't talk about matt last week was the fact that you put up a photo again of a very minimal setup which is i think your sg into a big muff into uh whatever it is cube that you've got rona cube which is again very, oh, the jazz very, chorus. very yeah sorry the jazz chorus um very uncharacteristic yeah, it was like the ultimate... Re it was all my retro gear plugged in at once. Um, and it also made me realise that my Big Muff's got a slightly faulty switch on it, which I need to get fixed. So, yeah, it was a 61 SG into a 78 Big Muff into a 70s Space Echo into a 70s Jazz Chorus. Amazing. Nice. That sounds yeah. awesome. That's um, um, all gear that a few years ago like wouldn't have been worth that much money and is now super sought after. Yeah, yeah. Um, that SG is just amazing. Although it did come super, super close to selling it to Jay today. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Because uh, uh, a friend of uh, a friend of all of ours, uh, Wes, put up uh, or sent me a photo of a guitar that he'd found secondhand, which is basically one of my uh, bucket list guitars, which is a one pickup P90 Les Paul Custom in ebony. Mm. Um, which unfortunately, by the time he'd sent me the photo, it basically already sold. But I was just like. I have to own that guitar. Did you I've see though? Guitars ever. Did you see? Um, I saw just as I finished work. I quickly clicked onto her Facebook, and I saw on one of those buy sell uh, gear forums on Facebook, someone had put one of those guitars up for sale. Um, yeah, I did. And I like I spoke to Wes about it, and we reckon it's the same person that just that basically bought that one, bought and this then... one, and then immediately put it up for six thousand pounds. Just saying, oh what? yeah, this is one of the rarest ones you'll I, ever get. It's fact, so rare. It's like, still worth grand. In fact, I meant to comment on that and be like, seriously, has someone got one of these for sale? Because I do want to. 
What, the six grand one? Are you going to go for that? Yeah, but it's not worth six grand. Not worth six grand. It's worth two grand. That's mental. Yeah, you're paying for the rarity there, aren't you? Like, when when else are you ever going to see one of those, you know? So Yeah, that that Um, is a very cool guitar. Very, very cool guitar. Music Zoo had uh, one in shell pink a few years ago. No, it wouldn't have been Uh, shell pink. It would have been ocean pink, I think, is the Gibson colour. Ocean pink. Yeah. But it was one humbucker, but it looked amazing. I was just like... But I think for places like Music Zoo, they're not allowed to ship those guitars outside of America. Um, I'm not sure why, but there's some there's some shops in the States that sell custom shop stuff and they're not allowed to ship to um, the UK. It will be something to do with It'd be like Gibson... De- dealer agreement. Yeah, yeah dealer stuff, agreement. So. It'd be in yeah. Gibson USA and Gibson Europe yeah. being separate yeah. things. It'll be something like that. So this week, um, not only have I been playing loads of guitar, and as discussed last week, I want a complete pedal board rearrange. Yeah. Like, everything's going, basically, except for the soul food and the tuner and the um, alter ego delay. Like, I found a setting on the alter ego that I really like. Like, the Echoplex sounds absolutely banging. Um, so I think I'm going to keep those three, and then the wah and the big muff and the uni vibe are all going to go and the uh, ditto you keeping the ditto no keep the ditto I mean yeah, the ditto is just like a good tool isn't it yeah, like, yeah, yeah. in fact I've been using it loads like for years I was one of those people who was like yeah the only reason you get a loop pedal is like because you haven't got any mates to play in a band with turns out loop pedals are wicked <laughs> and also maybe turns out that I haven't got any mates <laughs> to play in a band with have um, you just been listening to lots of Katie Tunstall I have yeah yeah I'm a big, big fan of the KT I like that her name is spelt with two letters inventive um, no, d- dittos are actually super fun. Um, I know. I'm actually really enjoying doing looping, which is something I never thought I would say. I've, but, uh, I've been using mine with my base six recently. Okay. Because that actually works. The base six is actually... It's, that's You found out what it's for. So you can do the bass lines yeah. and then go up the top and it sounds like a guitar. Exactly. So is the base six a bass or a guitar? It's a guitar. It's, it's, uh, it's a baritone. Uh, so you're, you're coming round to it now. <laughs> I'm still using it sort of as a bass. Mm. I'm playing it on the new stuff. Okay. Why? Why? Uh, because both the guitarist and the drummer in my band are playing drums for that song. <laughs> <laughs> why? Is there enough room on the stool? Uh, well, we can't do it live. We're just doing a we're doing a live video. But then well, why, if you're not doing it why live, do you need to why? Play, <laughs> why do you need to play guitar? Why just can't don't guitarist play guitar and then overdub it? Well, because we've written it on the bass six now. Okay. Fine. So there's no guitar in it. Uh, well, not yeah, for, there is. Not for the Joe's first. Playing it. Not, not for the first like four minutes, and then we swap instruments. Mid song. Well, yeah, yeah. Mid song. That's, <laughs> that's mid. It. That's mid LP. No, no, no. Four this, minutes. The song's four twenty minutes. minutes long. Twenty-two minutes long. That's not. A, that's not a song. That it's is one song. Nah. I've got a feeling that um, that Bad Religion album, No Control, has got like nineteen tracks, and I think it's twenty-one minutes. That sounds about right. Wow, so we have one song longer. Yes, yeah. Um, Sorry, you were about to say something about Dittos. Yeah, Dittos are really good, so I think I'm going to keep that, and then I'm going to get a um, Echoplex Pre and the uh, Deco, not Deco, the other one, Flint. Flint. Decided that is the rig that I'm shooting for, so I need to move some some um, stuff around. If you haven't tried it yet, you should really try the new TC Vibe, because it is, it's amazing. The Viscous Vibe. Viscous is it viscous vibe, or yeah. vicious? Viscous. Viscous. It is viscous, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so, Matt, um, you've, we should talk about those then. You've had your hands on the new TC pedals. Yeah, I, I've um, I've yet... I, uh, to be honest, I've yet to plug in the phaser, but I've plugged in the vibe, and I was super impressed. Um, also, because if you hold down the button, it speeds it up, but it doesn't put it on maximum speed. It, like, wherever you set the slow speed, it will ramp up to a, a kind of sensible point rather than kind of going from like nothing to like extreme okay. so depending on how you set the fast speed the or the slow speed rather the foot switch will vary um, but it sounds really really good it's, it's probably one of the best univibes that I've tried uh, even against stuff like the full tone one uh, it sounds amazing and it's in a much smaller pedal housing it's in a and proper like TC one isn't it like a, just yeah. the, the little yeah. compact series uh, do you prefer it to the MXR univibe yeah, it it sounds much more. I think it sounds much more realistic, and it sounds a lot more vintage as well. Um, because a lot of the ones, like the the full tone ones, sound really good, but they're really 
they're analog and they're expensive and they come in massive boxes and this one's digital sounds just as good and it's yeah much smaller um so it's definitely worth a go does it do time print stuff still yeah so you've got the chorus and the vibrato modes which are totally mislabeled because chorus doesn't sound anything like chorus um <laughs> but that was so, but that was the same with the vintage ones i think they, they didn't know what to call it so they just put chorus um, but yeah you can still go into the tone print editor and edit all the sounds on on pc or mac and change the waveform and everything as well so that's quite cool um but yeah i haven't i haven't had a proper mess around with the phaser yet okay okay have you guys have you had your hands on those yet are they I've not had a chance to have a play on one yet. Right. No. Cool. Cool. Oh, well, maybe we'll come back to that next week and get some yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. first impressions. Um, last thing I've been up to this week is I actually made a video for the website. Um, for the website? For the YouTube channel, uh, which is something we've been slacking on. Um, YouTube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos. You've probably seen all of them already, but there's a new one up there. Um, just announcing the Bigfoot competition, talking about some of the stuff we're doing with the podcast. Um, what Bigfoot competition is that? Um, well, that's the one I'm about to talk about. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, you can win a Bigfoot Engineering King Fuzz. Um, competition. It, indeed. Uh, if you sign up for the Guitar Nerds mailing list at guitarnerds.net, um, which, uh, and if you do it f- a week from when this podcast is posted, uh, I've forgotten what the date of that is, but uh, yeah, just from when this goes up. So um, yeah, you could win one of the awesome uh Big foot engineering king fuzz. They're so good. They're really good. In fact, I've got it here. So I'm gonna before I send it out, I'm gonna just make give sure it, it works. Does <laughs> it say what number it is on the back? It's, still? it's 99. Oh, is sweet. It? Yeah, it's number 99. So I'm gonna give it a quick go. I might even film like a video demo. Maybe I might try and do a video demo. Oh, that'd that be hilarious. You yeah, should do my that, guitar yeah. playing. But maybe I could do a bit of bass and stuff. Um, so yeah, um, just head over to the site and sign up. Um, but yeah, so I did a video, and also there's another one. If you're looking forward to these things, there's another one coming uh, in the next week or so. Ten strap facts you probably didn't know. That sounds enthralling. The the one at number one is absolutely ridiculous. I thought you were going to tell it then. That <laughs> no, would have been a terrible I'm idea. I'm not going to tell it. But, like, what, wait for this video because it's ridiculous what the number one is. Anyway, let's head into the news. Nudes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's head in to the nudes. Um, first up, uh, Matt, this is something I think you're a bit excited for. J-Rocket uh, Audio Designs um, have announced yeah. a, a new spring, spring-ish reverb, the Boing. Um, have you had a chance to have a look at this yet? Um, I've, I've not seen this one, actually. This was news to me um, earlier when you emailed it through, but I have been checking out a little bit more of the, the guy from J-Rocket Designs. They do a pedal called the Archer. Uh, which is like yes. a clon style pedal um, and they went from I was talking to the guy who distributes them and they went from making 50 they were, they were doing like alright and they were doing through a few dealers and now they're doing something like 5,000 a month um, <laughs> they've, just, you, they've become absolutely bonkers are you a little concerned um, that it's just the, really the new sort of clon clone of the moment like I guess the um, the electro harmonics soul food was Quite for a little possibly. while I've seen less up for sale secondhand, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is usually a good, is a, a, a usually an indication of how well things are doing. When a pedal like that comes out, you see how many turn up on eBay about three weeks later. How much uh, is retail uh, on the Archer? I think they're a hundred nine. Oh right, so it is sort of twice the price of the soul um, food over that. Yeah, but this this um, this reverb looks awesome. Just one control. It's one control, um, and what I like is that there's like no graphics on the front of the pedal apart from the word. Boing, where the eye is a spring, and then you've just got an on-off and a knob that is just clearly like good, more or less good. Do you want more reverb? Is it the good or is less? It the good control? Yes. Do you want more good reverb or less good reverb? Yeah. Um, there's a couple of demos floating around the line, and it sounds really good. It sounds like the best sort of Fender spring reverb that you've heard. Like there's no modes, there's no options. It's yeah. just like a reverb control that you get on an amp which is I guess is what most people want yeah, yeah. I mean that's, that's definitely that's definitely what I I mean I, I just always use the reverb on the amp but I, I've I've got I've had a bunch of I've had so many reverb pedals and I just never use any of the controls like the Hall of Fame sounds amazing but I only ever use it I only ever leave it on one setting you yeah. know it's, yeah. it's spring reverb I, yeah. I, I like that <laughs> I like that about pedals in general but especially on a reverb you just surely want reverb just more want, or less do you want reverb that's or do how you amp want reverb, reverb work yeah, yeah yeah saying that our next news item 
is for fans who of reverb who want something a bit more complicated. <laughs> right, okay. The TC Electronic Arena Reverb, which is something I'd not heard of before, but it's it's in the same size box as um, just the regular TC pedals. And I saw like a news article saying TC Arena Reverb released. So I did a bit of Googling, and apparently it's been out in the States for like four or five years. I think the first review yeah. I could see was 2010. Um, Matt, had you heard of the arena before? I Well, every so often on eBay, some weird TC pedals have cropped up that I've not seen before. Um, and I think I remember someone telling me once that basically if you go to TC and order something like 5,000 pedals for your company or your dealership, they will make you your own pedal. Um, so they'll take one of their existing ones and then you can like add different models and different presets and I think it was uh, like an exclusive for Sweetwater Sounds in the States or Music Centre um, and yeah basically I think that they then decided to just they've obviously now decided to release it um, like globally but they've been a, yeah they've been a couple that have well, got they, like odd presets on them that I've never seen before the Alter Ego I think started out as a um, was a Guitar Centre exclusive I think or what was the other no, one? The, um, the V2? No, it's uh, Pro Guitar Shop. Was it Pro Guitar yeah. Shop? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the T2, which is the T2, reverb. T2, that's yeah, the Yeah, those two were yeah. uh, Pro Guitar Shop. Are they shop. both Pro Guitar Shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Why don't we get a Guitar Nerds one? Like, if someone could just lend us maybe, I don't know what these things cost, like 15 grand? Maybe a bit more than that, 50 grand? We could just order some we're parts just, and, and make a pedal. We'll just order 5,000 TC Electronic pedals, right? What would we yeah. do? What would we do? Which of the pedals would you want to... This is a good podcast topic, Jay. I think this is a whole other world, though. This is a whole other... Can TC do a reverb pedal that only has... One one control? (laughs) How about... Okay, the the fellow from Third Eye Pedals, who lives in Brighton, uh, he made my band a signature um, drive pedal for just the cost of parts. Uh, Let's get a Guitar Nerds pedal. Let's get a Guitar Nerds pedal. We're, that's what we're doing. I'm gonna actually going to do that. I'm going to get hold of him, and I'm going to ask him to make a Guitar Nerds pedal. But what Guitar Nerds pedal should we make? Well, maybe you we decide. Little, uh, no, we can't we decide. The voting system. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, this is this literally just born. come up right now. Um, yeah, maybe let's, I'll put something up on the Facebook group. We'll see. We'll see. He might not do it. He will do it. He will do it. We'll just get Branton's face so that you can stamp on Branton's face <laughs> every time you want to change your effect. I, um, I, I, I was going for that, to have my face on a pedal, uh, made by um, uh, that Scottish pedal company that Juan Alderette bangs on about, uh, Godzilla. Is that oh, how you yeah, pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, Godzilla, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Godzilla, yeah. J- Japanese for Godzilla. Yeah. No, um, I think... It's called Gojira, and Godzilla is it's, the translation. It's the, yeah. the English word. It's the Japanese word for Godzilla. <laughs> Look, obviously you don't understand, so I'll lay it down for you. Uh, yeah, so I was, uh, I was having them make me a fuzz, and I was going to have my face on it until my girlfriend got so annoyed of seeing your face my, all the time the, the massive amount of arrogance that it required to do that <laughs> I mean that I, uh, yeah yeah so I, mean, I, I but changed look at that it moustache that's like I was going to be so good arrogance yeah, so well. good is the is the, 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 the button the switch is it going to be the soul patch oh <laughs> that would have been so good yeah I imagine it would have been but as a soul patch in 2015 I'll leave it up to your imagination as to what I'm saying the control should be if it's just a Branton face uh, pedal. <laughs> anyway, Matt, do we know what um, what's different about the Arena Reverb? It's got three different algorithms on it because I've actually I've just done a quick bit of hunting. In America, you can also get the TC Electronic Transition and the Gravy. What? What's the Gravy? Uh, it's a chorus and a vibrato, and the Transition is a modified flashback. Wow! There we um, go. I, I think they've basically they've got algorithms created by the companies that then have them as their exclusive right um, so I think the arena has got like some other um, like basically some more expansive kind of ambient reverbs in it compared to some of just the standard plates and springs cool cool um, so one last bit of news um, and this 
I've not actually tried any of their pedals, um, but I hear a lot about this company. Um, Catalin Bread uh, have just announced the Fuzz Right, which is like a sort of old school looking fuzz. It's just like in a plain white box. Kind of looks like, um, do you remember that uh, Hendrix kind of cheese wedge fuzz? Yeah, um, the Octavia. Look, the Octavio. Octavio, Octavio yeah. 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 Kind of looks like that, but in a fuzz. Um, have you had a chance to have a look at this one, Matt? Uh, no, I was ju- I was actually just having a quick look now. Um, yeah, it's the thing I I always think though is there's so many different fuzz pedals out there. Like, surely they're all just going to start sounding really really similar. Well, maybe, but I think Catlin Bread are probably one of the best sort of received pedal brands of the moment. Um, so I mean, it will it will yeah, definitely I'd, smash it. How many different fuzzes can you have though? How many different fuzz tones are there? I don't, I don't know. I mean, how many times can you change a set of components? Um, you know, I'm sure it's going to be really good. I'm looking forward to maybe trying to get my hands on one and try one out. I know I've tried a couple of the other pedals. They do a really good tape delay um, simulator. Is that the um, Echo Rec? Yeah, they, I think they call it the... Uh, yeah, they do an Echo Rec, but they do another one as well. So the Echo Rec's like the Binson Echo Rec, and then they do one like an old... Um, Ecoplex as well um, but yeah I mean they've, they've got quite I think they've got like a really extensive range of pedals yeah, yeah I'm just they're really really good they're, um, one of the, the best received ones for bass players is the uh, the SFT um, which yeah. is, is kind of a, um, a, a sort of you can use it on either guitar or bass but it's essentially an, an, an Ampeg style SVT simulating oh, pedal I was like why is it called SFT like didn't click that yeah, SVT. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it sounds absolutely brilliant. Um, and actually, uh, well, third, that, third Eye uh, Pedals in Brighton also do a copy of the SFT. Nice. They do a. Actually, yeah, I'm just yeah. on their site at the moment, and they do one of the pedals they do is a spring reverb pedal called the Topanga. I'm in. I'm <laughs> in. Hundred <laughs> percent. Boy meets pedal. I'm there. I'm there. Um, they um, they it, do it. Actually, one someone I know bought one called. They do called the Valcoda. Um, which is a tremolo with an inbuilt drive, but the trem only comes in as your note starts to fade out. Yeah, that's cool. I'm into that. So it's like a ducking tremolo. So when you're playing, you can't hear it, but then as the notes die out, the, the, the tremolo then fades in while I, the volume goes down. I think the TC one does some does that as well, doesn't it? Or no, the TC one doesn't do that. What the TC one does is um, it does ducking delay. No, no, no. Um, it, well, yeah, the the flashback does that but um on the um shaker that's the tc that's the vibrato the vibrato on that if you um you one of the modes is latch mode or no unlatching mode or whatever and it only uh vibrates uh, <laughs> when you uh, when you have your <laughs> when you have your foot on the pedal and you can you can choose how long it takes for the vibrato i'm sorry to- i've just vibrated <laughs> 
Uh, finish the, the sentence. Guitar term. Vibrat. Yeah. I've just done a vibrat. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you never finished that sentence. I think I did. <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh my god. <laughs> J Cross's long day. I'm really tired. You, you said like when you vibrat, it um I can't remember what. Okay. okay. It, it, it only story. it only like kicks in as you so you can like play a chord and then hit the hit the pedal and hold your foot down on the pedal and then it will start to go Wow. So just a momentary vibrat, if yeah. it will. Um, should we dive in some questions before Jay keels over? Question. I need a cup of coffee. James says... Can I... Ha- Jay says, will someone make me a cup of coffee? No. I'll answer that one. No. Oh. <laughs> um, James says... Gentlemen, ever since I was young and had hair, I always wanted a Gibson Les Paul custom, and now I can afford one, but alas... The snob in me will not buy a near £3,000 guitar that has a fretboard made of rich light. So I would love to hear from you that have rich light guitars. And do you feel the same? Or should I man the F up and get one? The floor is yours. So, as an addendum to that, um, James has actually, <laughs> I think, bought a Les Paul Custom. Like, I saw on the forum, just because, before we started this, that he's bought a Les Paul, and I'm assuming... Oh, yeah, I saw that as well. It's a modern one, so I'm assuming it's a Rich Light one. I've got no problem with Rich Light. I actually, like, that and Baked Maple, like, in the years where Gibson, you know, had to improvise a little bit uh, in terms of what they were using on their fretboards, Baked Maple in particular, I really liked, because it looked like Rosewood. I actually prefer the look of Rosewood, but I don't like... The sound particularly, and I don't really like how it feels. You understand that most people do think the rosewood sounds better than maple. Yeah, I know that most people do, but I don't. I prefer no, I don't, bright yeah. maple and like zingy sounds. Um, even on Gibson stuff, like I, I really like, you know, when you get like the occasional SG with a maple neck, I always think that's a really cool sound. Um, so I didn't mind the baked maple at all, and I guess rich light is a similar thing. It's like a hard ebony substitute. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, I really like that sort of sound as well. I'm, you know, I'm maple through and through, really. Although, that said, I do quite like my Les Paul being... I, d- I, I have to say, I, I'm not sure it's sort of Gibson... Uh, ter- I, I know that both of you prefer maple, It's but it's because uh, you know, of a very specific type of sound that you're interested in. I don't think, generally speaking, people buy Les Pauls for that sound. But also, ebony... Look like ebony's a dark wood, but it doesn't sound like rosewood. No, that's true. You know, it doesn't. Mm. It, it sounds like maple. I think. I think it sounds and feels more like maple. So it makes sense. What's What's the comparison then between ebony on a slightly older Les Paul custom and rich light? Like, are they pretty similar? I think so. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, you do still get the occasional um, Les Paul or um, yeah, Les Paul come through with with an ebony board, and I. I I don't think it makes too much difference. But also, I'm not sure that there's... You know, and I'm sure a lot of people will disagree, but if you plug in... or When I've plugged in American Standard Tellies, for example, in Rosewood and in Maple, there's not a huge amount of sound difference. I think it's, um, I think it's more to do with the way that you play. Because, like, Maple is a bit sort of slippier and, you know, you could get a bit more attack out of it. Because it's because it's you know you, the notes aren't sustaining quite as much, but I think it's more to do with how you play when you've got that style of board rather than what that board sounds like. That that's certainly how I've always looked at it. Anyway, I would say that for me it does make a difference. Like there's plenty of people out there. There's some quite famous internet people out there who claim that what the guitar's made out of and what the neck is made out of don't make any difference whatsoever which yeah. I just don't agree with at all like having played a whole bunch of guitars with similar pickup configurations set up in a similar way with similar strings the neck and the body definitely do make a difference um, but it's a, it, it's the same as anything that we talk about it comes down to that like last 5% of yeah. what you perceive basically mm. um, and that's where Maple or Rosewood make the difference and if you can understand that kind of like last 5% then it does make a difference. Um, I guess but, the um, the real question here is um, if is a guitar with a rich light neck should worth it, should three it be grand? Well, 
my thoughts on this are like no one complains when something like techie is made out of carbon fiber uh, or you know a high end synthetic material like no one moans about that no one's going wait if that was made out of wood that would be more expensive or that should be more expensive so I don't know does it sound good does it does it feel nice I always think that if you yeah I mean exactly if you played it for 20 minutes and you're like yeah this is great this is exactly what I want and then someone told you that possibly one of the specs that you had to have wasn't on that guitar you wouldn't then maybe turn around and go oh, I don't like it you know it's 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 so easy to kind of read everything on paper and go man that's not the right guitar for me because it doesn't have this and that but and until you actually play it you you never know and that was that was always the thing about 2015 Les Pauls is that everyone was like oh you know it's got this and that and I'd never play a guitar with this or that but yeah there are a lot of people out there buying them so it's I think it just it's one of those further things that just goes to show that guitars are just really really personal totally get your hands on it see what it feels like um next up josh says what effects can you not do without as i sold my alter ego x4 and i'm waiting for my timeline i played a wedding without any delay and it's safe to say i felt lost um i'm gonna put some caveats on this we're not allowed to say tuna we're not allowed to say boss re20 hey um <laughs> <laughs> What pedal could you literally not do a gig without? Like, what? I mean, I understand you could do a gig, but what would make it very, very uncomfortable for you to not have with you? Matt Knight, you have to go first. Uh, I, I'm gonna. Do you know what? I'm gonna say reverb because if I was going into an amp, because I use single channel amps and quite often they don't have reverb. I'm gonna say if it didn't have reverb then a reverb pedal. If it did have reverb, then it'd have to be a delay pedal. I could happily live without anything else. Who needs distortion? No a- one. Any reverb in particular? Uh, if I had, actually, if I had, to do, if I had to do a gig and I needed a reverb pedal, can I say the Flynn? Because that is a pedal. It's just got two effects in it. That's true. Yeah, you can. Yeah, totally. Yeah, well, there we go. You, no one Go can on say Flynn. Line 6M5 in this as well. Just <laughs> That's just come to mind. No one can say any type of multi-effect. You can have a flint. I'm allowing you that. Uh, Joe Branton, you look like you're ready. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. I'll go next. Um, well, I mean, I guess we're, we would be expecting me to say a compressor. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd normally say a, the Boss CS3 because it's it's just it's such a, a great all round all rounder affordable compressor. But um, actually, I had to go and do. Do you remember I mentioned that I had to record some things for some show? Like um, I was playing bass on something. Oh, it doesn't matter. I was playing bass for some <laughs> advert. Okay, uh, that, that my mate was recording, and I took down my P bass. Um, with nylon tape round strings yeah and um, I was going through my mate's pedal board uh, who had a CS3 because I was like oh, I'm sure it'll be fine all I'll need is a CS3 okay and I ended up turning it off and not using it and with just tape rounds yeah yeah surely you need more compression well I know but I was like actually it sounds better without so I'm not sure I can say a compressor anymore I think as a bass player I'm going to have to be really predictable and say a drive pedal, which for me at the moment is the uh, the Boss bass driver. I mean, also that is because it's got the balanced out on there. You could plug it into the PA, and it's got EQ and stuff yeah, like exactly. active EQ in there. I guess it's kind of like a. It's a great all rounder. I mean, technically, if I was going to take one pedal into a recording studio, I could do that. Go straight into a desk with that to get basic amp sound and use it as a drive pedal when needed. What's the I've not really been following it. What's the kind of um, response been to that pedal? Um, because the demo that I did, it, did on it at the start of the year, I was really, really impressed with the features on the pedal. Like, And it sounded really, really good. Have they been taking off? Have been people been loving it? I mean, uh, yeah, it's been doing very well. Um, it's it's going to take a while for it to build up a name for itself, I think. I, I think sort of off the bat, they're competing with... I mean, the Sansamp bass driver has got probably a decade of being the bass player's most favourite pedal. More, and I think, definitely more, like 20 years, I think. Really, that long? Blimey. Well, I mean, I, I think, um, where it, especially like if someone takes up bass or if someone's been playing bass for a bit and someone says to them, oh, you know what you need? You need a Sansamp bass driver. And people just come in with that in their head already off yeah. the bat without trying anything else and buy Sansamp bass drivers. I'm sure they get sold online without people even... Yeah. 
you know, trying them out first just because that is the pedal that you need for that sort of thing. So it's just going to take a while for... So of course, MXR introduced the M82. Yes. Um, or M81, I'm not sure. Um, their version of it, which, if anything, um, offered more than a Sans amp because it had a mid-control and it also had a separate button on there to bring drive in and out, which yeah. made it a million times more versatile, but it didn't knock the Sans amp off of its mantle, just not, not because it wasn't as good, but because Sans amp have just nailed that market. So... And it's, you know, the Sands Amps the one you see on like a million, you know, gear rundowns and in exactly. interviews. And like you say, it's had 10 yeah. to 20 years yeah. worth of being out there. But I was really impressed by the boss. I think it's like, like you say, it's the one pedal apart from a tuner that I think actually as a bass player, I might just pop that in my gig bag. It's a bit smaller than the Sands Amp as well. That's it. It's yeah. a bit deeper, but it's like nowhere near as wide. So... Yeah, just quite a useful thing to have, I guess. Um, I actually, uh, because it, it replaced on my board a, a Sansamp uh, Bass VT, um, which I was using as a drive pedal, not as a preamp, so, so it wasn't always on. And if anything, I think the Sansamps are really poorly laid out for to be used poorly. in that. Poorly. 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 Poorly, as poorly. in ill? As in poorly, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, laid out for that sort of application, because the, the, the foot switch is in the bottom right corner, and I, I found like hitting it you do sort of it flips up a little, little bit, bit isn't it yeah sort of and and you knock the buttons a little bit because it's quite close to them yeah. and there's no uh, it's just awkward and being in the bottom right corner whatever pedal you have to the right of it is incredibly close so it's Off. easy to knock on a tangent a bit I think that the boss foot switch on the boss compact pedals is the best foot switch design of any effects pedal like it just works. Yeah. Satisfying kind of clunk to it, but you know that you're not damaging the switch. No. Like, you know, you get like, I don't know, anything with a pure mechanic switch and you just feel like every time you're treading it, you're kind of... That, like the electroharmonics, like... Yeah, yeah. It's like a... It's electroharmonics like life clunk expectancy. to it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. as you said, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you put your foot through one of the old school, what was it, like a Electric Mysteries or something? Um, I mean, it, that was that was a few years ago. I put my foot through a... Um, one of the old, the big box, the old school ones. The uh, Grail, I and think it was. They've Pe- definitely got better since People then. are always putting their feet through those, the Line 6 DL4s as well. Yeah. They're always breaking. Yeah. i tell you another good thing about the about the Boss foot switch, as we're on sort of the subject of saying how good they are. I have a, um, a DS1 and uh, a Boss OC2, um, on my pedal board going uh, into each other via one of those uh, cableless um, oh, yeah. patch leads yep. so they're right next to each other and because the foot switch is essentially that whole thing I can hit them together and, yes. and use it as one single effect I couldn't do that with electroharmonics for example you could turn the pedals to different shapes yeah exactly you'd have to do something like that but this just makes it really really easy So whilst talking about ergonomics um the your, boss, your boss ergonomics boss pedals are like the only pedals really you can play without wearing shoes like if you're sat at home like I really don't I don't like the way that I don't like the way that like electroharmonics pedals for example feel when you're like if you've not got a shoe on I'm sure that like Matt's built up a like a, 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 callus. a hardened callus on it. I've built a special shoe. Yeah, he's uh, just got one. Of one foot. He's got one really strong big toe, and he doesn't use the whole of his foot. Just pushes it down with Damn. the big toe. But seriously, like you know, it, it's something that does sort of. When I when I go to play guitar at home, I do think twice about whether I'm going to plug any pedals in because it's like oh, I've got to put some shoes just on. Just get some flip flops. Like just put them next to your definitely stock. definitely just not one gonna flip flop. Just yeah, definitely yeah. not going to do that. That's the product. We shouldn't do a pedal. We should do a pedal flop, which you just put, you slide it underneath your pedal train board and then slide it out at home. <laughs> the pedal the slipper. Joe Bonamassa signature slipper. Flip-flop. <laughs> anyway, um, Jay Cross, what's your essential pedal? Um, uh, you can't say arse. I know. Oh, I can't one. say what? Oh, oh, you can't say arse. <laughs> um, turns out you can. Um, on this podcast, you can. Um, RE20. You can't say RE20. But it is the best. <laughs> do you need it, though? Do you need an RE20? Yeah. If you had to do a gig, if someone said, Jay, you've got to come to the gig right now. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of a, I guess, like, maybe it's a covers gig. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've, literally, we've asked literally everyone else in the entire yeah, world yeah, and yeah. they can't make it 
everyone else has turned into a horde of zombies uh, and we have to do this wedding now. Right. Um, they can't play guitar anymore. You can. You need... There's not delay. Or, most of the songs don't have delay. Right, okay. Or reverb. <laughs> what sort of songs are these? Or any sort of echo. <laughs> what pedal are you going to take? Well, it will be a drive pedal then. Go on. Well, that good. It will, be, it will be... Um, what would it be? I th- I think it would probably be the TC Electronic. We've been talking a lot about TC Electronic well, today, haven't we? They're good. I think it'd be the TC Electronic Mojo Mojo. I do think it's. I, the, I've been toying with the idea of getting a tube screamer recently, or m- more specifically, um, the Seymour Duncan Eight Hundred Five. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. That is an excellent the, choice. The That's Duncan, a much better choice than the Mojo Mojo. Well, I, you see, I've got a Mojo Mojo, which is yeah. yeah I, I don't have a I don't have a Seymour Duncan Eight Hundred Five, but I do like I, like I really like I really like the design of it. Um, it it's kind cool. of it's the same sort of chassis as the um, as the TC pedals. It's it, I mean it's the same chassis that the um, the old Seymour Duncan pickup booster was in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is based on obviously a, an 808. I can't believe you didn't think about like a hotcakes or a an OCD. I do like the hotcake, um, and I've not really spent that much time with the the OCD. I think I would probably go over either of those. I'd probably go base soul food. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I really like the base soul food. I think it's really, really good. But I, I mean, I really like the Mojo Mojo. It's super transparent. Um, it's you know, but it gives you enough dirt there to sort of get rolled. I, I, I really, really like it. But it would definitely be the Ari. <laughs> <laughs> You're a nightmare. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for the Electromonic Soul Food. I've been absolutely loving that pedal recently. Um, I didn't realise quite how flexible it actually is. Um, not like that. It doesn't like bend in half right, or anything. Okay. It, um, it goes from just like a line level or just a line boost, basically, right up to something that can do like chunky punk chords, I guess. Yeah. So you do that by turning the drive up and down. You do, but also, <laughs> crucially... <laughs> That's an obvious one. Um, but crucially, actually, the treble control does way more than you expect. It's more like it doesn't just do treble. It's also like a bit of a boost as well. It's, it's clearly like boosting a frequency that kind of brings up the gain in the whole circuit, I yeah. guess. So actually, although the gain control, like get the gain level control does quite a lot, you actually get better results by just playing with the treble control a little bit. Um yeah, I'm absolutely loving the soul food at the moment. And I know they've kind of fallen out of favour. Like Matt said, like there's loads on eBay and people are kind of uh, going, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm over this now. What's next? What's next? And like the J-Rocket Archer seems really good. I really, really like the soul food. Have you spent any time with the base soul food? I have not. I really like it. And I think I would, I've been thinking about getting one of those, but for guitar. Okay. Because um, you've got the extra... Um, the extra control. Has it got a blend control? Or yeah, something? yeah, it's got a blend control. I've actually got one uh, that I really don't like for bass. So, oh, okay. Uh, so well, I'll, so I'll lend it to, you. to Jay. I'll lend it to you, Mark. If you yeah, yeah. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Oh well, I thought Mark said he wanted to try one. No, Jay did. All oh, right. Yeah, I might, I might buy one. <laughs> I thought you were just being really cold. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I just you give t- it to you, you, like, you turned so far away from me, like <laughs> further away than was like necessary. Oh, <laughs> head was on backwards <laughs> to get so, so far away. It was such a Jay. weird angle. I'll lend it to you, Mark. Oh, okay. Um, Paul says purely out of interest. What do people p- prefer for headstocks? Curvy, pointy, three aside, six aside, or offset? What does offset mean? I don't know. What's an offset headstock, Matt? Is it just like I, a jaguar I, shape on uh, the headstock? No, it may be like a music man headstock. Like That's four. what I was going to say. And actually, uh, yeah. cause I, I was going to say that that actually is my favourite sort of headstock. Why? I just really like them. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. It's not practical. Yeah, it's not practical. There is some sort of practical reason behind it, though. Intonation. Because you know those... Because you've internet. got those headstocks with the massive cutout, um, like the black machines. They have those huge cutouts in the headstock. They're supposed to be for like intonation or or something similar. Um, um, I just think the Fender headstock is like absolutely perfect. Like the six in line, it just makes sense. Like you, you wind the strings all the same way. Um, I really like like vintage machine heads where you push the string in the top yeah. Um, because you know exactly how long to cut it to like go two extra machine mm-hmm. heads longer and, and pop it in um, how about on bass? Um, well I, I was going to say on guitar I really like 
um, the Dean style headstocks. Actually, a lot of them. What like a V? Uh, no, no, no. They do. Um... <laughs> no, uh, they do. <laughs> <laughs> we've, lost, we've lost the mask on. Let's go. No, they do like. Uh, I've just got a picture of Joe playing a Razorback. <laughs> um, I nearly bought a Razorback actually uh, a few months ago because a few Razorback months case. ago. Yeah. yeah, they're really cool. Um, anyway, I didn't. Uh, I mean, actually, I do like this hockey um, stick style headstock. It's like a bit softer, a bit like the Kramer headstock. Actually, is another. Oh yeah, yeah, one. yeah. I know the ones you mean. I just really like, like that headstock. There's something about yeah. it. That looks yeah, cool. there's something the hedgehog ones like that. And yeah. actually, the normal Dean headstock with the six in a row headstock, I really like as well. It's quite similar to the Washburn headstock that's on the um, on the uh, Ola England. Uh, the signature solars, yeah, Sol- the solars. Um, I yeah, I just really like that headstock on base. I'm, I I I think I probably favour the the telly style headstock um, that you got on the original fifty one to fifty five P bases. Jay, any thoughts? Um, sticking up for Dean for a sec. Okay, um, I was That's not something you hear very often. No, no, I was looking at the um, uh, the uh, the Cadillac today. That's a cool guitar, man. The, so that's the one that's, that's, the like one that's a Les Paul, but with an Explorer horn. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, it looks great. The, I do actually really like that. That design. guitar's really cool. The, I mean, the headstock is the big flying, v, like the big V yep. type headstock, which I'm not really into, but the guitar itself, I think is cool. I, I like, I could see, I, I think maybe I'll get a mirror installed in, uh, in the shop that I work in somewhere so that like people can just, that look at themselves holding a guitar. Actually, that's a terrible idea because yeah, people, people spend all day <laughs> looking at themselves. Um, I really like those Cadillacs in black with the gold yeah, hardware. Yeah, and particularly and the, uh, like the, a less custom. But the pickups so. don't. The binding yeah, well. the white binding, and the pickups don't have pole pieces on there. And I don't think they're EMGs. I think they're something passive, but right. they don't have pole pieces. It's just very sleek. Just looks it's like a stealth really guitar. Neat. Yeah, it looks super cool. I I really think that the. Um, those Cadillacs are, are very, very cool guitars. And, Definitely. you know, that's the thing is Dean get a bit of a bad rep because you immediately think of Razorbacks. You think of like really Michelangelo big... Michelangelo Batio. Yeah, you think of really big pointy guitars. But like they do some they do some cool... Uh, I don't want to use the word sensible because that sounds like we're being um, a Old. bit patronising. But, uh, you know, they do some more sort of traditional looking guitars and yeah I, I think that the um the cadillac is is one of those um and as for the answer to this question i i'm very boring and i obviously just like Tellers. telecasters yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely definitely let's do one last question uh on uh this episode and then we'll uh did matt Knight answer that one yeah, yeah he, he did said, yeah, yeah. What did he, he say? said you just you went blind with rage because offset, he said head stop, offset stops. Oh, right. music man let's do oh, one, yeah that's right yeah let's I do one more uh let's do one more on this regular episode of the podcast and we'll carry on this conversation on this week's patreon episode um alice there says best micro amp i'm eyeing up the black star fly at the moment as i'm having to move guitar gear from to the box room as we've got a baby coming congratulations so space is a real premium um best micro amp yeah, he's already named it. Yeah, Blackstar Fly. Yeah, Blackstar. The, the Fly 3. Um, I'm going to stick up for the uh, Orange Micro Crush because I just really like how they look. Like, if you want something small that looks cool. Don't you have one? Uh, no. Oh, don't you? I haven't oh. got a micro amp. I've never had one. No, I've never had one. I had to think about that. I have never yeah, had, had one. one. And the reason I hesitated is because I once borrowed one of the little Marshall ones. So. When you say borrowed, do you mean you took it home from work? No, no, no. I borrowed it off a friend. When you say friend, I mean someone else who worked. Uh, no, an actual friend. Believe <laughs> it or not, be, it wasn't me. I don't believe it. Who else could it have been? Uh, uh, yeah, wait. It was none of you. <laughs> no, it was someone else. Um, but yeah, the Black Star seems to be kind of crushing it on that front. Like digital it's effects. So, it's so good. It it just sounds. So- Did you just say that the Black Star was crushing the micro crush? <laughs> Very good. I didn't think about that. Um, it really does I meant sound, crushing the market in general. It, it just sounds so much better than anything else on the market. It's yeah. it's really quite astonishing just how much better it sounds. The extension cabinet as well makes such a. Well, yeah, they difference. do that. They do the stereo rig, which I think is really is definitely worthwhile because the, the if you just buy the Fly Three, it's about fifty quid, but it doesn't come with the power supply. The power supply is like twenty quid. And then if you want the extension cab, that's another 30 quid or so. Or you can just get the stereo pack for 75 quid. And it's got all of those things. And it makes it six watts instead of three. You get the full headroom. Yeah, the, and you can, you can use it as like a computer spit. That, that's the thing that I think Blackstar are doing really well at the moment. Is they're, they're not just, you know, they, they've sort of killed it with, um, you know, the, 
the guitar market they are they they've they've got their marketing spot on you know they they, all the bands all the the cool bands are using um are using black star stuff and so like it's getting um you know kids who would have been like oh yeah marshall marshall like when we were when we were sort of in our early teens everyone was playing marshall and so it was like right well i'm gonna go and buy a marshall uh, I mean, I bought a Line 6, but, you know, it's you, you go and you buy a Marshall. So you bought a Line 6 and a 7-string? I did for a while have a Line 6 and, and a 7-string. Seven seven yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Which isn't, <laughs> it's not very big, is it? It's interesting, though, and this um, topic kind of brings it up. What I, I like about these things and have no qualms about saying, like, the Black Star is the best one is because it will push the other manufacturers to do something really good. Yeah. And, in fact, like, you say that, you know, uh, everyone's playing Black Star... I think Orange have made really good inroads Absolutely. into that. Like yeah, they loads really have. of cool young bands are just playing Orange stuff. Yeah. And Marshall look like they're doing something now. Like they're, they're doing new stuff out of uh, the custom shop in England yeah. that looks cool. They're doing some new... Have you seen those pitch black Marshalls they're doing? Yeah, that, yeah. Like, there's the, well, they did... Um, they've done three special run DSL 40s, yeah. which is the, the pitch black, uh, a cream one, and also a vintage one. The vintage ones look amazing. It basically you, looks uh, like a, a blues breaker. I was going to say, did you see one shop? Because you know Marshall also now do, they're making a big push on the design centre so you can like customise Marshalls. You can yeah. do different Tolexes and stuff. One shop did the JVM Stealth, which was all black with black piping, but with a black panel and black knobs as well. Yeah, that's um, that's the same as like these pitch black writing. DSLs. Yeah. Very, very cool. I like it. On um on the on the subject of like, you know, Marshall and, and sort of black star being and orange being the amps that uh, all the cool young bands are playing. Um I was watching some of the Watering. Watering. I was watching some of the uh Radio One Big Weekend. Yeah. And I saw some of uh are they called Mallory Knox or Mallory Knox, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Saw some of their set and they are they're completely endorsed by Marshall. Okay. And I realised how unusual that was now because I'm just so used to seeing Blackstar or Orange being behind people at festivals yeah I think we kind of underestimate the power of Marshall particularly worldwide like um, I forget who I was watching the other day they just it was an American band and they just had a full rig you know like the the whole back line was Marshall even the bass stuff Um, and yeah it just made me think actually you know we've over the last few years seen like Orange and Black Star kind of creep in and do stuff, um, but worldwide, Marshall's still got to be up there as the big, you know, the most iconic amp manufacturer. Um, I don't know. Would you say that over Fender? Yeah, I, I think, I think I, Fender are more known for their guitars than they are amps. Yeah, absolutely. But I think surely Fender must be the biggest amp brand worldwide. I think they. I think they sell the most, but I think that's probably just Blues Juniors and Hot Rod Deluxes. Hot Rod Deluxes, I know, was the biggest, like for a few years, was the biggest selling guitar yeah. amplifier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some... Um, amp World's crazy. Was, so much competition. So. I was going to say about Hot Rods, has anyone had a chance to try the new Mike Landau Hot Rods? No, but I have you had a look at... Have you had a go on one of those? I haven't had a chance. I, I'd... Um, I'd seen they'd come in and I've yet to plug one in but the great thing about those is they've discontinued the normal DeVille 212 and 410 and they're the replacements yeah I'm not um, sure about di- discontinuing those because I really like I really like the 410 I get the thing is with the 410 is it's a bit of a um, it's heavy yeah it's, it's really heavy and it's it's not for everyone I, but I think 410 is a great speaker combination especially for guitar but the thing with the Landau that I thought was quite interesting was they there's no um now how how do what's the how does it work there's not there's just there's not two channels it's oh no i watched the video on I it think i think there is two channels but they they run at the same time so you can mix the amount of drive to the clean but then you can switch the drive in and out or something similar to no that. there's there's two oh no i can't remember i'll have Listen. to look it up but it's it's a very it's a very interesting um a very interesting way to run it um, it's there's not I don't think there's a I, I think there's two there's two master volumes and you can switch between the two channels and one will give you one volume and one will give you the other as opposed to one being like a clean with a master and then the other being drive and gain drive and volume I think it's I think there's two master volumes it's it's a bit of an interesting um, 
yeah, like the the sort of the changes that he's made were were very very smart. Let's pick back up on this next week um, yeah. when you two have had a chance to try them out and give them a quick look over. Um, thanks very much for submitting your questions this week. Uh, if you want to submit questions to the podcast, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Um, we're going to be answering some more questions over on our Patreon episode. Um, if you want to contribute to that to get an extra half an hour of guitar nerds every week, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. The following people have, um, and they are now executive producers of the Guitar Nerds podcast. Big thanks to Matt Quine, Fletch Fletcher, Phil Tomsett, Moo Gravett and Colin Anderson all for donating, helping us do this every week um, and supporting the podcast and supporting the other stuff we do. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Guitar Nerds um, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Mark underscore random. Um, how can people get in touch with you guys? Uh, I'm on Twitter at J-A-Y-B-N-1. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Yosef underscore 900. And I'm on Matt underscore Nightsy. That's night with S-I-E on the end. Also, go to the website www.guitarnerds.net. We'll be posting. I'm trying to post like daily news stories, but, you know, it's a bit slow at the moment. We're a bit far out from NAM or a bigger big event summer now coming up though so there should be some new stuff um yeah thanks very much for listening and uh, we'll see you next week cheers bye cheers bye hello and welcome Young girl, get out of my mind my love for you is way out of line Better run, girl You're much too young, girl The creepiest bit about that is that I could hear your teeth knocking together in between the lines <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.